Thanks for joining us this week on Rage for Justice Report from Consumer Watchdog. I'm your host, Jamie Court, the president of Consumer Watchdog. Today, we're joined by Lisa Tucker, who is the Energy and Environment Director uh, for Consumer Watchdog. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. Thanks for having me. So let's get started. Uh, you did a report this week that's having a, a big impact on the recycling debate. It's called Cash for Trash, Fraud in Recycling. Why don't you tell us uh, what what you investigated and what you found? Well, I investigated whether or not there was fraud going on in our bottle deposit system. And I discovered there's a ton of it. Um, we have an honor system where recyclers get reimbursed for uh, redeeming our bottles and cans and giving us back our deposits. And they turn around and they bill the state. Uh, they bill uh, CalRecycle to get the money back. But it's a really antiquated system, uh, very poorly designed, and it's an honor system. So it allows these recyclers to turn around and bill the state uh, for those uh, for the for that CRV money, and uh, the state often will pay out that money without realizing that we're being stolen blind. They're able to basically fudge uh, on the paperwork. They report a certain amount of weight of this material, which is how they're paid back. It's a formula. And they can doctor the tickets and inflate the amount of money they need back from the state. That's just one example. Well, There's well, several different let's, kinds let's of scams. There. That's, it's an interesting scam because what you say is in every other bottle deposit state in the continental United States, we have basically an automated system, electronic tracking of, of bottles and cans. But in California, when you, bring, you, you collect your bottles and cans – you take them to a recycling center if you can find one. We've, we've been very critical of the fact there are too few. And you, uh, you go to a recycling center and, you, and you, you bring your bottles and cans. And then they, they actually weigh it if it's more than 50 cans, I believe. Uh, they don't give it to you by the can, but they weigh the material. And then how can they manipulate that weight? They, they do it because they're actually writing paper tickets for the material, right? They're not. It's not even an electronic correct, system. Correct. It's not even a computer yeah. system. And then they can literally change the numbers with an eraser on that ticket and get paid for instead of ten pounds, a hundred pounds by adding a zero. Is that literally correct. how it goes? That is literally how it goes. And and the other thing is that CalRecycle could demand, you know, when they upload these their their bills, basically their invoices. CalRecycle could say, we want to also see, you know, the receipts from the consumers that you just paid for your material. We want to see all the transaction logs, blah, blah, blah. But they don't do that. They just take it on face value. And only if they get interested in, in really investigating a company do they demand all that underlying material. So it's really uh, nonsense the way the whole thing is, is run. And as far as the scams, you know, there are lots of them. Okay, so one is exactly what you just described. You just change with an eraser and fill in what you want. Another one is you can take the same truck carrying deposit containers for recycling and you can weigh it repeatedly and pretend that each each of those, uh, quote, loads in that truck are separate loads, even if it's the same load over and over again. You can make up false documentation of containers that never existed. 
kind of like Gogol's Dead Souls, you know, you just come up with like phantom containers. You can um, pad the load with uh, non-CRV material and claim it all as CRV material. And if nobody's coming to look at the load in your truck, you can get away with it. So that, that's, a good, that's a good example of like glass, for instance, right? Yeah, because like, you, like there are manufacturing rejects. Yeah, glass yeah. is... Glass yeah. is broken, and you, you, sh- you put some broken glass that's not CRV material in, and it, yeah. it weighs it, and then you get paid for it. Exactly. And and then lastly, you can import containers from out of state, right? Like you can bring them in from illegally from other states and countries like Mexico, and you can uh, uh, then claim that as CRV redemption from California when nobody ever paid the deposit in, say, Arizona, right? But you're taking money out of the program. And, and that's all because it's not uh, automated – we don't have a way of keeping track of every bottle and can. A lot of these uh, bottle deposit states do. So your recommendations are that we go to a more modern automated system like these other bottle deposit states, right? Correct. I mean, we have uh, you know eight other bottle deposit states that um, have a, a system where they actually they put it onto the beverage uh, industry to to the distributors to um, actually craft and run um, an actual convenient redemption program where you have ubiquitous um, access, right, to uh, bag drop technology uh, where you can just put in a whole bag and then later you get a credit, uh, kind of like on what you think of as a little debit card, and then you can use that in the store. Uh, Reverse vending machines where you can feed in one by one at big supermarkets. Uh, This is what we really ought to have everywhere. We ought to have this at LAX. We ought to have it at, you know, the San Francisco airport. We ought to have it at stadiums. Well, well, well let's just back up. Why, why don't we? Why is California an exception and, and what, what what are we going to do about it? Well, California is an exception because we have a system of special interests that feed themselves at the trough and they don't – and the consumer is not being put first. It's, the consumer is not being put first either by CalRecycle, frankly, or by lawmakers. Uh, what's happening is you have a system where um, waste haulers – have always wanted to keep a big slice of the pie. And so they get a substantial amount of money from the program for their curbside recycling services. The problem with that is they contaminate at very high rates the bottles and cans that would uh, be much cleaner uh, if they were sequestered separately, which is what the deposit was meant to do. So they're fighting tooth and nail to make sure they can hold on to their you know piece of the pie. And then the other problem is the big retailers – they don't want to have anything to do with recycling. And the way that this uh, whole law is structured, they frankly don't have to participate. They can buy their way out uh, by paying a fee to CalRecycle monthly. Small, small uh, fee, 30, by the way. It's $100 a day. It's $100 a day. Yeah, I mean, it's money. Uh, but it's a, they think that's less of a hassle. But not only that, CalRecycle is such a terrible enforcer that we are not clear on how much of those fees they actually are collecting because they're very bad at auditing uh, we did our own audit of about 50 different centers here in the Los Angeles area and discovered at least two-thirds were turning people away illegally. They were supposed to be taking back in store. Uh, but CalRecycle doesn't do a systematic job auditing all of that. So there are a lot of uh, retailers who basically sign up and say, oh, yes, if there's no redemption center nearby, we're going to take your bottles and cans back. But in actual fact, they don't, and they know they won't get caught. So your number one recommendation is that we go to this – system in other that we have in other parts of the country in every part of the continental united states actually uh through senate bill 38 right 
Yeah, Senate Bill Thirty Eight is the, is is really the the tick. It's the bull. It's the silver bullet. It's you know it creates an extended producer responsibility system when you put the responsibility onto the makers of the beverages that they then put in those wrappers that are discarded, and you give them a stake in the system. They they don't want to see fraud because that's coming now out of their own pockets, mind you. They craft it, but the state you know has to say it's okay and has to oversee it. But the bottom line is they're going to try to cut down on fraud, and they will do that through exactly the modernization you and I have just discussed. They're going to put in efficient, modern uh, you know, machinery, and they're going to try to create enough uh, points where consumers have options on how to easily uh, and conveniently use those. So Senate uh, Bill 38 is, uh, is out of the California Senate out of la- as of last year's first time that type of reform is made out of one house of legislature, and it's going to be heard – in the California Assembly uh, sometime uh, this year, uh, you can uh, and, and hopefully we'll get to the governor's desk and signed into law this year. Thanks for joining us, Lisa. It was a pleasure talking to you about this, and thanks for all the good work. Thanks. Thank you so much. For listeners who want to learn more about Lisa and our recycling efforts, um, they can find us at consumerwatchdog.org. If you like the show, you might want to read the report, Cash for Trash, And you can do that at consumerwatchdog.org as well. Make sure to visit our website uh, and subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or anywhere you get your podcasts online. I'm Jamie Court, the president of Consumer Watchdog. Thanks for listening.